hey, that's what we can come up with, you know, you know, <laughs> the anti-Martha. Uh, uh, you know. The anti-Martha? <laughs> the anti-Martha. <laughs> the anti-Martha. <laughs> Is that like the anti-Christ? Yeah. A lot of people would think that's all in one person. <laughs> The anti-Martha is every male under the age of 20. <laughs> Shots at Ikea, right? <laughs> Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And welcome to a special encore presentation of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me, about their lives and about the issues of the day. I'd like to welcome to the show Carrie from Lyle, Illinois. Carrie, how are you? I'm Bill. How are you? I'm excellent, and I'm just happy as a pig in slop to be talking to you. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not in that slop. <laughs> ah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about... Uh, Yourself, tell me a little bit about your job and about Lyle, Illinois. Okay, about myself. Well, let's see. Um, I live in Lyle. I am the art director for a healthcare consulting firm, and I've been a graphic artist, oh gosh, for over 17 years now. And in my downtime, <laughs> actually, my second occupation, I'm also. Um, a singer for a uh, professional women's chorus uh, that meets in Downers Grove, Illinois. And other than that, um, Lyle, nice little neighborhood. Um, we just moved here about a year ago, so we're excited about that. And it's just you know, in the suburbs of Chicago, so it's great being near a big city and you know, being able to go down and enjoy the big city and then sit in the big traffic all the time and things like that. But... I like it. I grew up here, so can't complain too much. How are your neighbors? <laughs> you had to ask. <laughs> uh, most everybody around here are really nice. Um, I think my mother-in-law thinks there's still gangsters around here. Um, you know, oh, no, the big city. But, uh, no, everybody's fine, um, uh, except for the one. But other than that... Um, okay, I want to hear about the one. <laughs> You would, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, every neighborhood has the rotten tomato, so to say, and I, I think we live next to one of them, no. They just were, uh, mm, how do you say, a little bit irritated that we put up a, a very nice fence on our own property, and uh, they weren't very happy with it. They wanted us to put it up where they wanted us to put it up, not where we wanted to, so pretty much made up some lies about, you know, coding and things like, rezoning and things like that, so... Yeah, you know, my husband wanted to, you know, paint a big smiley face on the garage door that said, have a nice day, that faces towards their house, but other than that. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect opportunity to have a really loud block party right outside their back door. No, like my kids make up for that, you know, they run around screaming, you know, squirt me with the hose, or things like that. That's what I mean, that's what block parties are for. <laughs> hey, squirt me with the hose. <laughs> 
Yeah, squirt the place up, make it a water slide. Oh, well. <laughs> we can always, uh, you know, throw you know, the rotten fruit from the vegetable garden, you know, over that way. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to be very nice. And, yeah, everybody, most of the neighbors, though, I have to admit, have been very warm, very welcoming. It's a lovely community, and, uh, yeah, we really like it here. So do you commute back and forth, or do you work in Lyle? I work in Lyle. Um, I have a very long commute of exactly 2.6 miles, so I can't complain. Uh, I'm really irritated when it takes me 10 minutes to get to work versus, like, 7 minutes. So, uh, you know, no, but I, I, uh, I like working close to home. I, I, I got really lucky, I have to admit. Um, I know people who, you know, spend an hour and a half in traffic, um, you know, Whoever made the design the roadways um, around the Chicagoland area, there's a, a certain area called the bottleneck where it's like four lanes down to one. Okay, who designed that? What engineer, you know, is sitting at home laughing hysterically at the rest of us? Your next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ho, 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 I did that. <laughs> Just to make you mad. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I, I like working close to home. I can ride my bike if I want to to work, so I enjoy that. And uh, with, with these gas prices, ain't too bad of a choice anymore, right? Yeah, I think the one station down the street, two forty three a gallon. Hello, you can get a Starbucks, I think, for cheaper than that. But H- How much? <laughs> two forty three A gallon. A gallon. For coffee. No, no, that's just for the gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was going to say, coffee went down. <laughs> coffee went down. <laughs> you know, I live near, like, the three major food groups, the Starbucks, the Krispy Kreme, and the sushi bar. So, you know, for <laughs> the people, <laughs> yeah, you can tell I grew up out here. Can't and, and you can get it all in one place. <laughs> yeah. The drive through sushi bar, full-service gas station with coffee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I need one of those around here. There, that's that's something we can start. There, that's your new business. You can uh, go into franchising the uh, sushi coffee gas bar. <laughs> so tell me about why you became a graphic artist. Oh, why? I, I wanted to starve. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a starving artist, fortunately. Um, I've always enjoyed uh, art. Um, it's something I've always had a knack um of doing and um I, you know whether it be you know fine arts music um i've i've always had and i basically have kind of always um headed toward that direction and i remember distinctly in high school um taking computer programming classes because i wanted to go into computer graphics and i thought the way to do it was to uh learn how to make it like through cobol and pascal all those ancient programming languages um, and then I actually had a calendar that had computer graphics on it, and I, it was that calendar and then the cool images that you could create that really just intrigued me. But once I got into college, uh, the programming got harder and harder and harder, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I should focus more on the area that I'm better at, which is the art, which I did, and I'm glad I did. So um, I got my degree in art, and I pretty much have been doing that ever since. I've been able to... Uh, successfully make a career out of it 13 years on my own, which is, um, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I think is a, a very good track record. Um, I, I had, you know, wonderful clients, major companies. I was able to make a living, like I said, on my own for 13 years. I had freelancers helping me. Um, it was really nice. Um, but with the family and a recession and things like that, um, full-time, you know, 
opportunity with insurance. Um, it just I couldn't pass up this this position um, that the company offered me. And uh, again, being a couple miles from home was just uh, wonderful. So I'm still doing what I like. I just I don't have to pay for my own insurance anymore. So I appreciate that. So did you ever work at home or on your own? Or? Yeah, yeah, like I said, 13 years on my own. I worked out of my house. I would have people in here helping me. Um, I would go on show sites. Um, I, I, you know, I did everything. I was the bookkeeper. I was the lunch order taker. <laughs> I was the designer, the art director, uh, the production person. I would go on show sites and, and uh, help... Uh, you know, run the shows and do all the edits and the graphics and, you know, basically for big corporate presentations and things like that. I'd work, hire out, you know, for other companies who needed additional freelancers and things like that. So, I mean, there was one point, I, I it's kind of a funny story. Um, I was working for a lactation consultant. It was right after my son was born. And talk about multitasking. I'm sitting here taking input from her, talking on the phone, and nursing a child at the same time. So, go, girl. Thanks for that visual. <laughs> sure thing. You sleep soundly tonight, won't you? <laughs> uh, but uh, that was true multitasking. And, huh, see, like I said, go, girl. See, us women, we can do so much. And, guys, you can't even watch TV and fold laundry at the same time. What's with that? Come on. We're just pretending that we can't, so you will. So, so tell me about the pros and cons about working on your own and being the, the person that does it all. Um, well, the pros, you pretty much um, can schedule yourself. Um, you don't have to work by anybody's, um, well, pretty much anybody's rules. You work by your own rules. I mean, clients have deadlines and things like that. But you can uh, regulate yourself and your hours worked, your hours off. So sometimes if you're on for two months, you know, doing you know, 60, 80-hour weeks, you can take a month off, which is really nice. A um, couple pros, um, you know, working at home, enjoying that, um, being your own boss, um, the pride of ownership, I guess in a way you can call it. Uh, but then there's the con of people calling you at 10 o'clock at night saying, I need this tomorrow, and you're up to 4 o'clock in the morning. So you kind of lose some of your privacy and your private life. Um, then you're also at the mercy of your clients. If nobody wants the work you do, unfortunately, the, the paycheck stops rolling in. So um, that's why it's good to have a really strong client base, I believe. And I probably at one time had over 20 clients, which is a good pool to, to pull from. Um, but again, again, you're at the mercy of the client. Um, health insurance is uh, one big issue. You have to pay for your own health insurance um, when you're self-employed, unless you have a spouse who has a, a job and you can get insurance through them. And uh, being in the healthcare industry, which uh, the company I work for now is in the healthcare industry, uh, a lot of uh, working uninsured out there. So I've, I've seen the statistics, and it's uh, kind of scary. Insurance is uh, very expensive, and you know, a lot of people who work but can't afford to their premiums. So. so what are your friends and neighbors telling you about health insurance? Uh, you know what? We don't t touch that topic a lot. I mean, I, I hear things like from my mother-in-law um, because she's retired about, uh, you know, Medicare and Medicaid and, and uh how much it's costing her and how she uh, you know, can't go to such and such a doctor because he doesn't accept Medicare or, or whatever insurance she's on. And 
uh, she might or somebody needs this type of uh, uh, procedure done, but insurance only picks up so much of it. Um, but it, it's not a, a big topic of conversation like around the dinner table, <laughs> unfortunately. Not like, oh, by the way, how's your health insurance rates? <laughs> it's like when you get the bill, it's like, oh, I can't believe they keep going up. Yeah, oh, my God. You know, hey, Bill, how's your prostate and how's that, you know? You know, thing coming along. What's insurance doing with that? You know, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that's right. You also mentioned that uh, you've done singing. Can, can you share with us an <laughs> interesting story or a performance story that may not have gone as you had hoped it would have? Singing stories. Oh, gosh. Give us some dish. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I, I, I'm i going to toot my horn here. I haven't had any horrible singing stories, fortunately. I've had some funny work-related stories with show sites, but singing, um, no. We, you know what? I Knock on wood. Where's some wood? There we go. I'm knocking. Um, we, I, everything I've done so far up to date has always been uh, pretty gone off without a hitch, let's just say that. Now I just jinxed myself, okay? <laughs> and probably gonna, you know, you know, have a frog in my throat at our next concert or something like that. That's right. It's just like the <laughs> sports announcer that says he's not missed a free throw yet this game. <laughs> That's right. Or like you know, I've never had a speeding ticket. Woo woo you know, there's the cops behind you, things like that, you know. Um So let me you, you Touched on something about a funny story at work. Can you share something with us that uh, you wouldn't get in trouble or fired over? <laughs> oh, let's see. It was that Christmas party. No, <laughs> I think it ended up with uh, uh, the know, photocopier incident. A couple pianos. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, actually, uh, one kind of funny story. Um, I was doing, we were, um, oh God, this is a good few years ago. We were doing a live broadcast for a very well-known company. And uh, we're in this little tiny booth. We have our computers going. Um, we're going to be doing the visuals during the live broadcast. And all of a sudden, I'm like getting sprayed with something. I'm thinking, okay, who is spitting at me? You know, I'm like, okay, stop it, stop it, guys. And all of a sudden, I look up and I realize nobody's spitting which would have been really, you know, funny in its own right. But there's water dripping from the ceiling. And I'm looking up, I'm like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, the whole ceiling panel, boom, buckles. This cascade of water comes flying down on me. It was a really hot day in Chicago, you know. I guess that is Chicago summer. And the water is hitting my keyboard of my computer and shorting it out. And it's advancing my visuals. I'm doing the spread eagle over my computer going, somebody help me. And I yell, switch to backup. So they go immediately to backup. And it's like two minutes before live broadcast. And I'm, you know, out in the hallway cursing up a storm. And I've got an air can, you know, trying to spray out my computer. Key. I gave up. So we went live with the backup. But could have been interesting. Have you been live? And that happened. So, uh that's, uh, Especially spread I, eagle over your computer. I am spread eagle over my computer. I'm just trying to protect it, you know. Save the computer, you know. I'm, I'm going down with my ship, Bill. <laughs> I don't care if it's plugged into electricity and there's water coming down. Just don't embarrass me with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like I said, and there's there's other you know funny funny show things. You know when you're on a show site, you you, you do learn a lot of really great um, jokes from the uh, the crew guys. So, but unfortunately, I don't think I can say them on the air here. So, but you you learn a lot of really crude ways of uh, telling people things. You know from the union guys, but that's right. I I, I learned a lot of new swear words one time from a tower climber. <laughs> We were off the air. This is when I was in in Clarion, Iowa, and we were off the air for a few weeks because of an ice storm. And so it was a big deal for us to be on the air. So we we told everybody that the tower climbers are going to come up the tower at 5 o'clock on Sunday. And so in a small town, there's nothing else to do except watch the guy climb the tower, right? (laughs) He is up there bellowing some of the filthiest cuss words on Sunday at 5 p.m. as the city is surrounding the tower. So that that's my, my story. Uncle Ernie, get down here. Mommy, what's the bad man saying? You know, things like that. Are you ready to play Celebrity Square Root? Celebrity Square, oh, you know, I have been waiting all day to play that. So yes, I am, I am ready and you liar. <laughs> no, I'm not. Honestly, you know, I've, oh, the anticipation. Ooh, ooh, okay. Shoot. Oh, okay, well, hopefully you'll find this fun. Hopefully you'll find this fun. Here, here's how it works. Celebrity Square Root is that you don't say the show or the movie. You say the first celebrity that comes to your mind that's associated mm-hmm. with that. So let's go ahead and start off with a movie about an artist. Tom Holtz. Very good. <laughs> How about a TV show featuring pictures or an art? TV show picturing, featuring pictures or an art? Yeah, or an art gallery, I should say. Uh, uh, oh, uh, e, uh, um, oh gosh, um, David Spade and just, David Spade. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, well, <laughs> we'll accept that one. We would have also accepted Ron Serling for Night Gallery. Oh. But that's okay. Sorry. How about a TV soap opera? TV soap opera. Um, <laughs> um, I can picture her in my head, but I, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't watch soap operas. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh gosh, the the woman who was up for so many awards but never won them. What what is her name? Lucci. Yes, Susan Lucci. Thank you. I, I threw you a bone there. <laughs> How about a movie about an opera? Movie about an opera. Um. <laughs> you think I would know this being in? No. Can I throw you a bone? You throw me a bone and I I turn around and, and go... Phantom? Does the word phantom mean anything to you? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I didn't see that one. <laughs> Come on, I haven't seen a movie over the rating of G in about eight years. Come on. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Oh. Give me a big old... Uh, Okay. X there. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, we're we're finding more and more about you. <laughs> here's here's a real softball for you. Oh, thank you. Your favorite movie? My favorite movie. 
and the celebrity connected with it? Um, Audrey Hepburn. Is the correct answer. <laughs> and that is true. Good for you. Good for you. It's time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where I turn the tables and turn it over to you, where you get to ask me three questions about anything you want to. So go right ahead. Oh, boy. And now, now this is the truth. I have been waiting for this all day long. This I believe. Oh, you are a brave soul, Bill. Okay, so first question. Well, this is a, a pretty... Uh, um, this is kind of more of a normal one. Um, you know that I'm in the art field, and I, I enjoy promoting the arts and everything. A lot of schools recently have been cutting their arts program, either music, art, theater, dance. Um, what is your take on that, and, and how important do you think art is in uh, ch children's education? I think that art as a part of children's education is very important. And the fact that a lot of school systems aren't able to afford a lot of these probably is tied into the fact that they're just barely able to afford gasoline a lot of times for the buses. So if you think the high prices won't affect your child's education, this might be repercussions from that. There might be some opportunities, though, for some very good companies or corporations to underwrite a lot of those programs. And especially if they're looking at recruiting artists, for example, there might be advertising agencies or something that, like that that could underwrite some of those groups and therefore almost be using that as a pipeline for some future graphic artists. Mm -hmm. So did I answer your question? Yes, you did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there, and uh, um, it, it's, it's, it's sad. Um, I remember my, my son, um, they had to get volunteers to help teach art classes um, for, you know, at his school because they, they just couldn't do it. So, uh, it, you know, I think it's not only, you know, again, like you said, the school's having funding issues, but uh, I think it's also the parents' responsibility to uh, help promote arts whether it be uh, taking them down to museums and or just exposing them to mm -hmm. to, to theater, dance, um, um, silly rhymes in my daughter's. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it, it, the, <laughs> the fact that schools aren't able to fund that all the time doesn't mean it should end. It means that somebody in the community needs to step up and say, we don't want this to go away, so can we get some volunteers, can we get some corporations or some business to help us out with the funding, and can we continue to do this? Because if we take all of this creative process out of our schools, then they're not going to have the skills later on or the inspiration to do this when they look at careers. Mm-hmm, yep. And I think also it, it, it's a, a, a way of learning, too. I think it helps stimulate your mind. I mean, I, I honestly think uh, it, it, it keeps, it's something you can use the rest of your life. I mean, look at me. You know, here I am 38 years old, and I think I sing better than I, I ever did. And, uh, and, and even if you don't become a professional, right? <laughs> if you don't become a professional, even if it's just something you like doing, like a church choir and things like that, um, uh, I, I enjoy doing that as, as much, but honestly, I, I, I think the reward is being able to uh, just 
the mu- just seeing the audience's faces and, and the music and, and everybody's just smiling and, and the blend that this group that I'm in, we, that we get, it, it's, just, it's just simply gorgeous and you just tingle because it, it really is miraculous and it's amazing and it's, it's something that you don't get to feel that often and it's, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. So, okay, I'm on my high horse here. <laughs> okay, question number two. Um, I, you're going to like this one. We've had this discussion. Oh, this has been a discussion at work. Ready? Fire away. Pop-tarts, toasted or non-toasted? I like them both ways. I probably have had them right out of the package most of my life. Okay. Because that's a snack. It's a snack. Okay. Yeah. I personally like them non-toasted. I'm like you, right out of the package. Pop those babies in. Yum, yum. Okay. They get too hot. They burn your mo- roof of your mouth and they're toasted. Ooh. Okay, and my third question to you, um, in this age of technology, I know everybody talks about their cell phones and their iPods and their thises and their thatses and everything, but do you have, or basically here's an example, is there a piece of technology that you don't have nor that you will ever want to have? It is a TiVo. <laughs> Just because I don't watch all that much TV, uh-huh. and it's not like, well, geez, I, the TiVo gets to pick out all the shows that I I miss. Well, there's nothing on TV to miss. <laughs> so it, to answer your question of me saying something that everybody says, oh, that's so great, you know, that I could say, never in a million years I'd be able to use it, it would be a TiVo. Yeah, okay, yeah. In a year and a half, I'll have one. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be, like, recording trading spaces every day, going, you know, Carrie, you should have seen what they did to this wall treatment. Oh, my gosh, amazing what you can do with a sponge, you know. So you'll be calling me up about that, so. Is this the Martha Stewart version here? (laughs) Yeah, more the Roseanne Barr version. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, that's what we can come up with, you know. You know, <laughs> the anti-Martha. Uh, uh, you know. The anti-Martha. <laughs> the anti-Martha. <laughs> the anti-Martha. <laughs> Is that like the anti-Christ? Yeah. A lot of people would think that's all in one person. <laughs> the anti-Martha. Tell me your theory about the anti-Martha. <laughs> well, something that doesn't require, you know. Well, first. What does she say all the time um, that just drives me you know, crazy? Um, you know, it's not perfect, or, or does she say perfect, or she says something all the time. That's perfect or something. It's like, no, it's not, you know, or whatever she says. But, no, the anti-Martha would be uh, the, the mom who, uh, you know, instead of baking the, the, the brownies from scratch, and, you know, she, she gets, you know, the 15 aprons and, you know, 33 bowls dirty, she runs out to Jewel and grabs a dollar ninety nine special off the rack and stucks it on a paper plate and sends it off to school with the kid. There you go. That's the anti-Martha. The anti-Martha is every male under the age of 20. <laughs> Chef's at Ikea, right? <laughs> Gary, thank you so much for being on our show. I hope, I hope you've enjoyed this. Were you fretting at all about doing this show before we started recording? No, no, not really. I... I, I 
I was hoping that uh, I wouldn't come off as a, a, a raving lunatic, you know, in Lyle, Illinois. But no, actually, I thought it would be very enjoyable. So. Oh, I can I can personally say you didn't come off as raving. <laughs> okay, lunatic possibly raving yeah. too. <laughs> That's right. All all depended on interpretation. Yeah, and I just wish I had more, uh, you know, uh, you know, topics of the day. But you know, we don't talk about a lot of stuff like that at work, and. You know, half my family life revolves around things involving the kids, so, you know, it's not, you know, worldly, per se, you know. So would so would you recommend this show to somebody else if somebody wanted to be a guest? Oh, yeah, yeah, I would. I, I've been telling people at work about it and everything, and, and they're like, oh, really? Yeah, I said, yeah, I have to, I'll send them, I was going to send the, the file out and everything once you, you get the recording. Um, and everything but yeah i told people about it and i'm like hey he's always looking for people on the show and i work with a lot of i know a lot of you know fairly interesting people and you know, who have all sorts of different opinions about all sorts of different things so yeah but no it was enjoyable <laughs> well, good well good well thank you so much for being our guest here on you are the guest if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. That takes care of the show for this week, and taking us out are two songs from the Poncho Ponsafe Music Network. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.